0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very normal episode of The Fundamentalists. This is a podcast where me and uh, my housemate Peter Rollins, who is a philosopher and a slash theologian, uh, <laughs> has written several uh, several wonderful books. We talk about comedy, and we talk about philosophy, and we talk about life, and we talk about all of these fun things, and it's very nice, and thank you for being here. Uh, And joining us, this is a, it it is a on-location episode. This is the first on-location episode we've ever done. And we are currently in, in my opinion, the most beautiful city in the world, (laughs)
1: Las
0: Vegas, Nevada. And I I do love this city in a way that I can't fully comprehend, but it's been a very fun trip
1: (laughs) so far. But that's me speaking. Pete, how are you doing? I'm doing great. This has been fantastic. Good. It felt good if we're going to talk about things like... Las Vegas. We should actually do an episode from Las Vegas. I'm I trying to pretend right. that that's why we're here. We came here because of loyalty to our fan base. You Those definitely came here because of loyalty. Yeah, yeah. there well, was definitely actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But just mostly to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Please come to Vegas. Like, there's not, not, everybody in Vegas. And also, uh, we have an audience
1: uh today an audience of one this is probably the similar size to your usual comedy audience. yes and yeah. i
0: expect as many laughs yeah uh, it's uh i have my good friend is hey there it is that's exactly what i get yeah, yeah. Uh, uh my buddy curtis is here and that's and curtis does not want to be a part of the podcast because he's just trying to enjoy his vegas trip yeah <laughs> and right now he's listening to a podcast about philosophy and religion so anyway let's right, talk about i
1: felt very weird by the way this morning i was uh doing some, i was reading in uh, a casino besides slot machines i think i looked very strange i don't think paint a picture for me please well i was uh, having a coffee slot machines everywhere i was reading philosophy and i think people were like uh unsure of what i was holding in my hand yeah yeah
0: um what was the book that you were reading uh
1: well it's actually i was reading the kindle so you know nobody could have worked out what i right. was right well reading. you're a man of the 21st century yeah i do feel like uh <laughs> that that is the case um what was the book on um i was reading a couple of different things uh i was reading a guy called adorno Theod- theodore adorno and also i was reading a little bit of a young i have to say because i was uh because you do sometimes. Man,
0: I love the fact that you just, like, every time you mention Jung, there's just a little bit of a bite to it. I know, I it's know. So funny. I, I don't that.
1: want people to hear that and think, oh, he's really into Jung. I mean, Jung has lots of really good things to say, actually. Yeah. I mean, I'm enjoying reading them, but... I would love to meet
0: other people who are, like, anti-Jung
1: in some way. Yeah. Like, because
0: I feel like it's you, and you have a very articulate way of, about you, so it makes sense, and I can be like, oh, Jung, okay, that's the problem. He deviated from psychoanalysis in many ways, and but other people, you're the only person I've ever met who's like, this Yoon guy, nah. Whereas anybody else who like knows, like if you go to quotes.com or something, Yoon will pop up at some point. he's very
1: popular. But he just doesn't have an adequate understanding of the drive. Uh, his notion of the unconscious as a compensatory mechanism I think is a betrayal of the f- central insight of psychoanalysis where the unconscious is the rupture in reality itself etc cetera, etc cetera. thank <laughs> you for joining us today on the on, uh, the fundamentalists everybody yeah. uh, this has been a fun episode it will be probably a
0: shorter episode because no, it's I'm a, out of my a, mind yes, right now
1: <laughs> he, it's only going to be a shorter episode because Elliot just wants to get back down yeah. to the casino I gotta I'm, get out I'm yeah. going to try and fight for this to be a good long episode you know I think what I'm, I'm about to do I'm about to stroll because uh, okay let's paint you're p- just gonna walk out and let me pretend you're here uh yeah. you can just have curtis say uh-huh when i leave here
0: <laughs> you will only have the idea of me uh having been here but listen yeah so we you're in las vegas nevada, las vegas, nevada. we're gambling pete we're yes. having a good time yeah i'm not trying to spoil anything for our listeners we like to have a good time yeah okay? i'm up at the moment yeah you're doing great yeah i have done nothing but lose.
1: i'm actually a poker player so after this i'll probably go and play some poker but Last night and today, oh. we've just been playing around in the roulette tables. For our listeners,
0: um, Peter is being very modest. He's an incredibly good uh, poker player, which oh, actually, if you, you think sir. about it, it, would make sense. That is right yeah. up here. Your alley.
1: Um, but you're Ali. You, if my friends from Belfast heard you say that, they would disagree, but I'm not going to sure. let that happen. So, yeah. Yeah, thank I
0: don't you. know anything that I could say that my friends wouldn't disagree with you me on, though, <laughs> <laughs> about like, <laughs> me being good at something. Like, yeah. yeah. um, so you're in Vegas. You wake up. Uh, we're hanging out last night, and eclectic group of people, and then you uh, head off, and you go to sleep, you rest, Yeah. you wake up in the morning in Las Vegas, Nevada, one of the most disgusting <laughs> cities in the world, and also one of the most fun, in my opinion, and you start reading philosophy. Do you think that you have a problem with philosophy,
1: Pete? Uh, an addiction? Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe, but I did, I did want to write a little thing on my Patreon, so oh, I needed cool. to, it was a little bit of... What you know, was a the thing work. on your Patreon? Uh, I did a little reflection on the Rothko Chapel. What's that? Rothko Chapel is this incredible chapel in Houston, Texas. Oh, you've told me about this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, because I mean, it's like the opposite of a casino, so I kind of wanted to write about that while I was in a casino. Yeah. Because it's like so somber and quiet, and it's just got 14 pictures by Rothko that are all basically black. And he he painted them just before he killed himself in 1970. What fun! Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> what dark macabre. <laughs> so it felt like an appropriate thing to write about
0: while I was in Vegas. Actually, 100% feels like an appropriate thing. Yeah. Make sure you get the shot of the weed vape pen in the in the picture that you're doing, Chris. <laughs> we'll edit that part out. No, we won't. Listen, uh, yeah. you're in Vegas. You wake up in the. What time did you wake up this morning? By 5:30. God dang it, Pete. <laughs>
1: god dang it i really thought you would sleep in a little no bit. i did a little bit Damn that's it. a lie that's a lie i was i maybe got the six yeah six is pretty good all right
0: yeah. i'm working on you i'm man. more of
1: a morning person i just became a morning person when i hit my mid 30s late 30s i became a became a morning person morning is great but sometimes i wake up and i'm like why
0: can't i just rest more i feel like i'm just don't i'm not i'm not sleeping as much but probably because yeah. i'm in vegas that might have something to. but i also wake up at the butt crack of like nine o'clock yeah in the morning which
1: is absurd Would you like the like the nights you're younger than me you're a young pup in comparison to me
0: i like both of them you know what uh, i don't think it's neat it's like the new york la battle where people are like you just want new everything york, yeah. you
1: want you want the child and you want the career you want it all <sighs> i guess you're right pete you want morning and you want evening you can't have it all sir you have to make compromises that would bring us to so. Anyway, you about thank Sartre you. Someday?
0: Thank you so much for joining us
1: today on the fundamentalist part. That's the fun running <laughs> bit of ending it immediately. Um, so, what's your? Oh yeah. So here's here's what I was yes. thinking about with Vegas. Uh, it made me think about this very famous book, which is famous mostly because it was in the first movie of the Matrix trilogy. Uh, And it's called Simulacra and Simulation by Baudrillard. we
0: talked about this. This is real cool. Okay, I'm excited. All right, here we go.
1: Have we talked about this on the podcast? No, I don't think so. I think you
0: literally told me about it. I was like, okay, this is a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm excited. Here, I will stop talking
1: now. Everyone is breathing a sigh of relief. Even me. Thank God. (laughs) I'm tired
0: of listening to me too.
1: Um, Yeah, so Baudrillard wrote this book, Simulacra and Simulation. And the idea in the book, in a nutshell is that a simulacra is a copy of something but it's a copy of something that doesn't exist. So mostly when you have a copy of something it's a copy of something that exists. right? If I copy a book there is an original book and my copy, the photocopy or whatever, the printout is a copy of an original but a simulacra is a copy of a copy it's a copy without an original. So for example I think Curtis might have given me this example yesterday. Actually. Curtis, our live studio audience, yeah. coming at
0: you live with a round of applause.
1: <laughs> and uh, here we go. <laughs> and we're back. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> um, you have like uh, the Godfather trilogy, the movies. Uh-huh. Is it a trilogy? I don't know how many. I love there are.
0: that this is the example you're using because I think it's one of the coolest things in the world. If you, if it's going where oh, I, is that right? It's going. Yeah, I'm so yeah. excited.
1: Well, it's a copy in a sense of organized crime. How, yes. how these mob bosses work. How organized crime works. But really, actually. It was more of a Hollywood reinterpretation of how mobsters yes. live and act that actually influenced how mobsters live and act. So cool. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. It's literal life imitating art. Exactly. So, so You have an imitation. And it's similar with, uh, I think they've had to do this with police officers, that people tend to hold guns the way you see it. In movies, So you see the way police officers hold guns in movies that I don't think is technically, maybe it's different now, but a lot of the old movies, it's not the way mm-hmm. you should hold a gun. And then you have police officers mimicking mm-hmm. movies and carrying guns like it is in the movie. So the copy that is supposedly a copy of how the police do things actually turns out to influence mm-hmm. how police do things. Or, for example, something that's in Hollywood, whenever you shoot somebody, they fall down. Now, I have been reliably informed that when you shoot somebody, they generally don't fall down. You get shot and you just stand there. You don't even know you've been shot for a while. You know, yeah. you look down. But then what happens is people now start to fall down when they've been shot because you've seen it in movies. Yeah, man, and that's, that's,
0: that's that psychological <laughs> shit. That's like real good stuff, man. Yeah. And real like I watched... Um, over the holidays, we talked about it a little bit, I'm sure, on a previous episode, but I watched The Push with my parents.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, with
0: Darren Brown, and I highly recommend it, as well as Sacrifice, I think is what the other one's called. But, um, yeah, it was like uh, that psychological thing, the priming, the training, the, like, whatever. And so you see people fall down. I know if I got shot, 100%, I would be like, I guess I'm supposed to fall down now. Like, I would yeah, do that, yeah. I bet.
1: Yeah, it's a, like, weirdly, reality can can copy fantasy. Mm-hmm. So the thing that Baudrillard talking about, and he, he he makes some very interesting comments. I mean, he once said that the Gulf War didn't exist. Uh, and uh, we have to unpack When you're right, that you're means. right. Yeah. Um, and w- what he kind of meant was that in a sense, it was a spectacle. It was a spectacle for the people watching it. But even weirdly for the, the performance people, almost. Yeah. And even for the people in it. So uh, again, I don't know if this is true, but I, I saw a documentary that had this in it, that you know soldiers would be playing rock music in a tank during a, a firefight uh, and kind of basically turning the whole thing into a type of video game. Mm-hmm. So it's not that the Gulf War didn't exist. Of course it existed, and of course real people died and there was real horror. But this strange kind of like a, a virtual reality dimension to... The, to the war insisted mm-hmm. um, but at a, at a core this is his argument um, this is not his argument what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you what he doesn't say mm-hmm. the Great. I'm excited um, I heard somebody last year g- uh, give a talk about marriage relationships I don't know why I was there but and he was trying to use Baudrillard in in, the, in his talk, and he was arguing that what you have today is marriages where everybody's doing very kitsch stuff. You know, if you're here in Vegas, you get married by Elvis, or you have an incredible dress that's kind of almost like a a, a wedding dress on steroids. Uh, everybody, not everybody, but there's more and more, you know, desire to create this crazy, fun, kitsch type of wedding, right? And this guy was saying the problem is, is that these are poor imitations of real weddings a real wedding is a real thing where people commit for yeah. life right and he was bemoaning this that really what we're doing is we're creating these really terrible copies in secular world of what real marriage is but Jeez, that was a bummer. yeah baudrillard is saying the exact opposite of that okay right baudrillard is is basically saying that there is no real marriage Right? Marriage is a social construct. It's something that we've created socially, sure. right? But it is the uh, the copies that actually make you believe there is a real marriage that exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. it's the okay. fact that, you know, you get married by Elvis and you do all of these kitsch things and you jump out of an airplane while proposing or whatever, that that actually leads you to suspect or believe that there is a real thing called marriage, that marriage is something that is not just a social construct. And one other example, this brings me to Vegas, Yeah, is people think that Vegas is a fake world. So you go to Vegas because it's fake. It is a kind of a copy of lots of different buildings that exist around the world. It is kind of this escape from reality. But Baudrillard would be more likely to say, no, the purpose of Vegas ideologically is to convince you that your other life is real. So by having fake worlds like Las Vegas, you then think that your job and your family and the way you live your life, the other three hundred you know, fifty five days of your year that you're not in Vegas is somehow real. But Bouderlard. Are you hearing this shit, say, Curtis? This is good shit. <laughs> Are you hearing this? <laughs> Good God. Yeah, so what happens is it's bothering me. I, I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah. So, ideologically speaking, Vegas is, in one sense, a very conservative place because what it does is it solidifies the belief that the rest of your life is real, mm-hmm. that you have to kind of do it. Well, wow, actually. You're just giving me a nightmare right now. Yeah, the rest of your <laughs> life is a type of social reality and social reality uh-huh. means it's real but it's real because it's socially constructed Dude,
0: i mean i i feel like in my personal life that my life is such that i can kind of relate to what you're saying but only mm. because i feel like certain I guess when I when I come, I because I, I do love Vegas so much. For those of you who don't know, I have a real problem with this town, and I don't care that it sucks. I know that it sucks, but I just love it, and I don't care if I'm betting whatever or doing whatever. Mm. It, for some reason, being in this town, I love it very much, and I do think it's somewhat related to... The absurdity of it and the weirdness of it and it makes me feel like the absurdity and the weirdness that i have in my los angeles life is mm-hmm. tepid compared to the fact that i can come here and i don't know drink outside like this actually not like vegas isn't that crazy like yeah. it's not there's not really that many like i don't do debaucherous things when i'm here but yeah. it's enough just being here is enough for me to go back and go like, okay, this is just me being a nor- Like, I don't know yeah. if that's related to what... Well, no, it is totally related. It. Yeah.
1: It's funny because... like, And I don't think this is the case with you, but you did mention something you said there was very much a Baudrillard-type notion. Hell yeah, which is- did you hear that, Curtis? Yeah.
0: Something I said there was a real Baudrillard... Curtis doesn't want to be involved in this.
1: <laughs> Curtis specifically asked. About yes, him. I know. I love the fact that he said specifically at the beginning of this, "Please don't involve me. Please do not in any way involve it's, me in this lose, horror show." This you, We lose track of yeah. the. I'm,
0: first of all, I'm on a lot of things, but I can definitely tell you <laughs> that being on a microphone and, and talking into it is not a. Uh, it's not registering with me in any kind of way. But anyway, yeah. oh yeah, well, so, so I apologize, Chris. S- I'm so sorry, Curtis, and I won't mention you again, Curtis. Yeah,
1: but yeah, what you Thanks. mentioned there is in a sense that that what it does is it anchors you like whenever someone goes to vegas it weirdly makes the rest of their life seem normal and it anchors the rest of your life it makes okay it but seem, in fairness yeah. if you see the people walking around vegas you can definitely tell that when they go home they have very normal lives the, oh like, yeah
0: the, like and i would argue that the people who have the most fun in vegas are the people who have the weirdest lives elsewhere
1: oh the the weirdest lives elsewhere
0: i think so yeah because the there's there's a uh lightness to how absurd all this is. But I don't know, man. There's something about Vegas and I do love it, but it's a sad part of it, which is people who are here and there's this very kind of like somber, just like, I don't know, man. There's like a deadness. Yeah. Like there's a real kind of, it's a zombie
1: land a little bit. But my my hunch would be, I think I like the people you're talking about, I think are often people who are maybe even living in Vegas. But my hunch would be that actually the majority of people here in Vegas are have very conservative Lives that are actually quite oppressive to them, and so because the more, the more you're enjoying your life, you and you come to Vegas not to get away from your life. That's the difference. You're you're not doing it to get away from your life. But a lot of people come to Vegas to escape from the mundaneness of their life. But what happens is then it allows you to have a couple of weeks off, and then you have to go back into it. Mm -hmm. And I think Bujar would want to say, no, your life is itself a type of fiction, and. if you acknowledge that then you can start to go well maybe I could change it maybe I could change it maybe my life isn't just the real as in that's what I have to do but but maybe my life I can mold it to a certain extent now most of us can't do that very easily that's true I'm not saying it's easy to do Mm -hmm. that like money is a social reality in other words money doesn't objectively exist money is just a concretization of value money is such a social reality that to call it a social reality i have no attachment
0: like i like it money is as real as anything is going to be real like if money isn't real it's like the
1: yeah i but mean that's the weird. Thing i get it like it's t- you're right but like hundred like percent there's no real way to enact that you know yeah well that, that's what social realism is and so it's it's weirdly that money isn't real but it's the most real thing because it means mm-hmm. you can't eat you'll be homeless if you don't have it but but it's it, the barrier between the real and the yeah i mean it's and it's a social co- like it's because we all and the non uh, create a kind of like what do you call it like a social contract where we believe in the value of money but that is a subjective belief that then influences but influences how it works were you preparing this whole thing <laughs> today because you're bringing so much
0: more to the podcast then i i'm not going to mention anybody's but this is did you prepare this well, Did nobody. you have this locked and loaded <laughs> <Not> jesus like- <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I got vulgar there for a second i'm, I'm sorry there. curtis yeah.
1: uh, he curtis is very offended right now <laughs> i don't
0: like saying i there's certain lord's names in vain that i have no problem saying but for some reason why i say jesus i feel bad but anyway um you're gonna have to put more in the tip jar yeah, I will. or
1: the swear jar—is that what you yeah. call it? Yeah, uh, it's the Christ jar. The Christ
0: jar. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, man, dude,
1: yeah. Did you, how did you come up? What did, where, where did this come from? We didn't even—we barely talked about this. Yeah, well, you were just going like, let's 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 knock out a thirty-minute one <laughs> and get back to and drinking. And you were like,
0: well, here's an hour and a half of things to unpack. I'm still reeling from what you said about marriage. I, oh, like, yeah. I don't even know what where that came from or what how to relate to it. But it didn't make me. It, it made me feel something, and I don't know uh, what it was. But I felt a little like. Mm.
1: And well, yeah, tell me about that. I don't know. Yeah, like you, start you talking about like the copy of or... the
0: copy becomes the real, and then the marriage thing becomes. You see that it's a real, but you wouldn't do it, but you do do it, and
1: then when you do it, it becomes real. Yeah,
0: something well, in that somewhere in that quagmire, <laughs> I felt
1: bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's why you know, things like Universal Studios and Disneyland and that Las kind Vegas. of thing are 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 kind of conservative in the sense oh. that they actually solidify the belief that there is something that is the way things should be so marriage because marriage is a social creation that 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 we as a community it's, it's a way to try to navigate the impossibility of it sounds like
0: what you're saying is society
1: mm-hmm.
0: is literally built on like a house of cards like everything none of this stuff yeah. is real yeah. but then when you start doing it it's like without it you don't have all the fun stuff that comes from perhaps marriage or perhaps all the other things in society like i feel like my i mean i could be wrong but i feel like society is a species going okay let's just kind of like maybe let's do this and we're gonna do that and like keep yeah. it, keep things kind of tight because this is kind of we like I, I don't know there's something yeah. about it that i think that
1: is a yeah after and, and, the, no, and, yeah, and the weird thing is, it's not even that reality is structured or exists because we believe in it. At a more fundamental level, it works because we believe that other people believe it. So for example, right, I take an example of, you hear there's going to be a water shortage in LA, and you're like, oh my goodness, right, I don't even know if it's true. In fact, I don't believe it is true. This is just a rumor. It's just a rumor that there's going to be mm-hmm. a water shortage. But then you go, hold on a second, even though it's not true, if people start believing it's true, they're going to start uh, filling their baths with water. They're going to start kind of like trying to um, uh, hoard water. Yeah. And if everyone starts to hoard water, there'll be a water then there'll shortage. be a water shortage. And if there's a water shortage and I don't hoard water, I'm screwed. Yeah. So I need to hoard water, not because I believe there's a water shortage, but because I believe that other people might believe there's a water shortage, dude, I would and listen, That creates a water shortage. If you could just say "hoard
0: water" a thousand <laughs> times, I would listen to that. Ugh, I actually would <laughs> truly listen to it. Is that
1: hoard water. Hoard, hoard water. Hoard yeah. water.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I didn't hear anything you said after the second hoard water. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it, okay, so it really take the stock exchange as an example. If you hear a rumor that there is a certain stock that is gonna crash. And you know it's just a rumor, you know it's not true, it's not connected to the reality of that business. But then you think, oh, other people might believe it's true. And then you go, if other people believe it's true, they're gonna sell that that stock. So I better sell it quickly. The nature of a rumor is that other people already believe that it's true. So
0: like, you wouldn't believe a rumor and go, well, it's probably not true, but other people believe it, therefore I believe. You'll go, so-and-so stock is gonna go down okay, well, if I'm hearing that, other people must be saying that. And so
1: isn't there like a... But no, but you could conceive of a rumor going around where literally nobody believes it, where somebody cynically mm-hmm. starts the rumor and nobody actually believes the rumor. Everyone's like, I don't think that stock's going to go down. Of course not. I don't think I'd like... But then everybody's going, but I can't take the risk because if other people believe it, then I'm screwed, so I'd better sell fast. And then everybody sells fast, and then the stock market does crash. So, and the only point I'm making is weirdly, social reality is not simply constructed on our social belief. Social reality is structured on the belief that other people believe it.
0: Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I got something. Right. We'll see how it goes. You're a psychoanalyst.
1: You're big in the psychoanalysis. Just into it, yes, I'm not a trained psychoanalyst. Of course. Just a theoretically trained, not practically trained. Of course not. You yep. have more, who has the time? Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, you are, okay, it sounds to me, I, I, I was talking with some of my relatives over the holidays. Let's just yeah. say it was my brother and sister-in-law. And uh, we no, were No, let's talk- make,
1: make it anonymous.
0: Uh, let's just say with some relatives right, i was okay. talking to some strangers yeah. and uh they we were talking about the books that um my sister-in-law had and we got really into the conversation of like you know self-help and meditation and sort of, and then of course psychoanalysis like, and all that kind of stuff which is like a hard sell right
1: out of the gate you
0: know yeah uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. um uh, but anyway we were t- I was like yeah it's a hard it's hard
1: to sell, you, you, you know you, to in order for self-help to work you have to not hate yourself and you have to not want to self-sabotage yes. that's a hard that's a hard thing to even get your head around the yeah. idea that I wouldn't even want the best for myself that's the problem with self-help is that actually you don't really want it. <laughs> yes I mean and if you do if you're a healthy person self-help might be very useful but if you do want the best for yourself then self-help is you're going to find ways to self-sabotage yeah, self every time. Yeah.
0: And then you, part of that will be reading self-help books so that you can yeah. justify your decision making. So anyway, but the point is, we were talking about like all this stuff, I know like life is whatever and we're
1: all whatever and we're all these little whatever, but. That's the profoundest thing I think you've ever said.
0: That's my, this is my end. Can I write that <laughs> <to> down? <mind? laughs> I mean my?
1: Um,
0: I think all this stuff points in the same direction. It sounds like what you're kind of saying is uh, like a certain, there's a certain like it reminds me of the secret where it's like uh-huh. you say it you say it you say it you say it out loud <laughs> you manifest it which is of course you would go well that's that stuff that you're not super into which is fine mm. but it kind of still sounds the same way on a societal level like we all were like marriage 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 is marriage is good and we have a society we have a society and then we all kind of were like okay and now we have a society i'm not saying that there's like yep. a mystical element to it but it's interesting that every that it all points back to Somebody being like, "This is," one, and then the result being yeah. whatever was yeah. said, not the yeah. thing that is a result of it.
1: And, and there is, there's, there's another. Are element we just talking about truth. cause and effect? You no, know, but there's <laughs> an element of truth basically in everything. Hegel once said, "The real is rational, and the rational is real," which means that pretty much if something exists, there's something rational in it because no otherwise it wouldn't exist. Like, there's no uh, four sided triangles in the world, right? Yeah, you can't because it t- can't exist. So the secret does rational rational. and the rational is real. Yeah. So anything that is, is because it can be,
0: I can see that in conversations we've had that you internalize that on some level, because I think that there's, when we talk about politics, when we talk about all this stuff, like you have a uncanny ability to look at basically any viewpoint and be like, no, this is, this makes sense in some way. Yeah. Like this is what's happening here. It, It gets into, that's when we get into like the, you know, more pop culture type stuff, I guess. But like,
1: it's really yeah. Yeah, no, it's an I, interesting I a, notion. I think it's uh, yeah, and it is a, I I think it is a star that I navigate. I think by. it is, yeah. yeah which yeah. is
0: because int- as you said, I was like, Oh, that's why I've heard you say that type of thing, which is a beautiful way to of looking at it because it's a so it's so non judgmental. It's so just like there's whatever you're saying, yeah, you have a reason for it. Like that yeah. uh, which is such a beautiful idea.
1: And we could all get along a lot better. Right, Chris? Nope. He's on <laughs> Yeah, He's so out. the secret has uh, like a real kind of there's an insight there and i don't think it's what is on the surface but there is a ov- obviously there is something about how ideas form and forge our social reality that is and sociology is basically uh the discipline that studies that i love it yeah very beautiful
0: um i would like to not do this anymore
1: yeah or do you think we're we'll start to wind up i think so <laughs>
0: well, i think i would like to go not be a, talking into a microphone anymore i don't think i should be recorded i I actually heard myself talking a second ago and was like
1: reel it in elliot i think this is great i think this has been a really it's
0: actually been a really good one. yeah
1: and what we could do is we could kind of wind it up now but potentially potentially maybe not do another short one before we leave las vegas and then either put them together or put it out next week we'll f and c man yeah but we have (laughs) to do our takeaway thing yes my takeaway is what a
0: beautiful i'm the my takeaway is purely uh, I really enjoy finding out the core philosophical like under like the the scholarly kind of reference that you have that makes me able to make better sense of the things that you say so oh. that hegel quote is very nice um and I think that uh, uh, <laughs> okay and that's it that's it I, yep. think I like I enjoy that part of it that's my oh, yeah
1: very nice, thank and you. And Vegas is wonderful and beautiful, and I, I'm going to go have. We're going to have a great time. We're going to have a great time. And my takeaway on in, rela- in light of this stuff, I guess, is that that uh, reality is potentially more uh, malleable than we think. Uh, yeah. our, our, our world our way of being and if something if, if we are not enjoying our life if our life is sucking us dry and we are depressed it's not necessarily some bedrock that you have to escape for a week by going to Vegas and then go back into it but actually is as malleable as, as a fiction it is a type of fiction and it's a fiction that has real power absolutely but it's one that you can potentially mould into something better holy shit where did this come from? I know, where <laughs> <You're not. laughs>
0: I know what's happening here uh, <laughs> damn pete where to go man holy crap that's right. so good i totally agree what a beautiful well, thank thing thank you this is the best podcast we've ever done
1: well i hope it was recording because i think you've you've been having a couple of drinks so i'm worried that you didn't press record
0: Did i've you? been worried i didn't press record about seven times during yeah. this podcast let's see here yeah man and we're right at half an hour
1: oh, what brilliant. a nice
0: tight podcast for <laughs> people
1: we're right at half an hour which is right at half the halfway point (laughs) whatever we don't get paid for this shit (laughs) yeah we don't get paid for this except you should go to wink.com and buy our communion wine yeah not even the url but yeah exactly not even the url (laughs) work it out guys you can i believe in you i believe believe that you can find the
0: information if you seek it and if you try try wink.com slash fundamentalists it might be the right way that might help also (laughs) whatever let's and what a great podcast i'm
1: so excited about this one Thank you. I I really loved it. I thought it was fantastic, and I love being here, man. I love that you invited me to this. Thank you for. I having. love that I'm uh, sharing in this. I know it's, been a, it's been a beautiful whirlwind, here. and thank you to thank you to it's you. It's a pretty Pete. special time. we You, and you know what? Room. I've been, as you've said on this podcast, I've been a little bit uh, reclusive, hibernating a lot, and so dr- dragging me out to Vegas is definitely, I think, was good for me. <laughs> dragging you out to Vegas, and then. <laughs> Promptly kind of abandoning. <laughs> i may not say that tomorrow yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah
0: no it's a good thing we're gonna have a good time all right thank you everybody thank you very much for thank you bye-bye